This week's episode is brought to you by Free Speech TV. On television, radio, and the internet, Free Speech TV inspires viewers to become civically engaged to build a more just, equitable, and sustainable society. For more information, visit freespeech.org. That's freespeech.org. Hey, Diatribe. How's it going? I actually don't care how it's going because this is a voicemail and I really don't expect you guys to answer that. And I'm really just nervous right now. Um, anyways, I have an Occupy-related official hate for you guys. And that is this trend on Facebook of business owners, small business owners, using the protest for their own marketing purposes. Why would businesses use two things, and that's natural disasters and political movements, for their own marketing campaigns? I really, really hate that because I think businesses should just state their ideals, and if consumers relate to it, then they'll stop there. So that's what I had to say. This was terribly frightening and nerve-wracking, but thanks for listening. Bye. Intoxicates me with its sunny afternoons. Hello and welcome to the Denver Diatribe, a weekly podcast of news, culture, and stuff as it pertains to Denver, Colorado, the cheapest city between Fort Collins and Colorado Springs. Today we're asking the question, group buying daily deal sites dead or are they just evolving? We'll discuss how to get fed and have fun in Denver on $10 per day. And we'll ask the question, what's your favorite Black Friday Denver destination or tradition? I'm Ron Doyle, and studio, studio with me today are uh, Joel Warner. Howdy. Jared Kang Mayor. Hello. And Laura Daly from MileHighOnTheCheap.com. Thanks for joining us, Laura. Thanks for having me. Okay, so let's let's get started. Uh, the, din- the Daily Deal, the Groupon has had the biggest IPO since Google, but after only two weeks on NASDAQ, the stock's already dropped in price almost 30%. Some people say it's due to Groupon's shady accounting practices. Some say it's leveling process, but others say it's a sign that the daily deal bubble is about to pop. Merchant fatigue, competitive market saturation, other factors are in play. Here in Denver, we have how many different daily deal sites? We've got Westward's Voice Daily Deals, Nine News, Deal Chicken, CBS Local Offers, Denver Post Perks, on and on and on. What is going on here with these sites? Are they are they done? Is this over? Is this over, or uh, are we going to see this continue into the future? But we'll, we'll start with you, Laura. Well, I would say that they're going to continue. We've certainly been uh, approached by at least another half dozen to dozen sites that. They keep popping up every other day. It seems like uh, one one falls and another rises. Mm. Now, now do you, okay. Groupon is now public. Uh, it came into its IPO with very questionable accounting practices. That people were looking at the way they were doing their accounting and they were sort of faking their numbers. And well, they, was it wasn't it like they were they were counting their their sort of total revenue without actually subtracting out their costs yeah, they weren't subtracting out we made we made this much money but they didn't bother like subtracting out their their very high costs yeah yeah absolutely and they and they spend a ton of money i mean they they hire writers to do all their copywriting they have huge huge sales staff over three thousand employees that are out on the out on the sidewalks out in the shops trying to get people to sign up to sell their products on groupon and you have to wonder at uh, is it going to be able to continue? I mean, 
or is this just coupon clipping for the 21st century? I would say that eventually it's all going to shake out and there's going to be a lot of consolidation very much like the airlines. You know, it's going to be who's the last man standing because as the sites start to sort of fold and the interest wanes, bigger sites are sort of gobbling up smaller sites, um, trying to pick up their mailing list and essentially enroll them in. But certainly right now consumers are winning because they're still getting good deals most of the time. But the businesses are, are starting to run for the hills. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the question. Are they really getting good deals? I, are these actually good deals or is are the f- prices being artificially inflated? Laura shared with me a website called thebaddeal.com where this gentleman is blogging about how Groupon and other daily deal sites are really not giving a good value to their customers. You're showing up and the the businesses are getting artificially inflated prices. Or it's, well, what I always say, 50% off is still 100% more than you would have spent if you hadn't bought the damn Groupon in the first place. So, I mean, is it really a good deal? Well, I mean, that's the big problem with uh, Groupon and a lot of these sites to begin with. A, there's the big complaints that retailers actually don't end up benefiting because what you get is a bunch of, uh, rather than sort of customers that uh, are going to be your loyal customers and are going to come in day after day or week after week, what you get is these internet vultures that swoop in once, snatch up whatever sort of daily deal that you have, and then leave and never come back. I mean, those Mm -hmm. are the types of people that are going to be attracted to really, really focusing on these daily deal sites or people who are looking for deals. So is that going to be beneficial to a retailer or to a business when what you really want is to just get people in the door so that then they'll come back? That's why you offer these deals, whether it's a coupon or an advertisement or anything like that, if they come back. But if the people that you're attracting are people who will only come when there's a bargain basement uh, slashing prices type of thing, then no, it's not. Uh, that That's sort of one of the fundamental problems with um, that you hear from retailers about these sites. Yeah. See, I'm not going to be so skeptical about this. In this case, I mean, I mean, if you think about this, I mean, essentially this is, my assumption is this is coming out of businesses marketing budgets, right? This is, this is essentially marketing, right? Mm-hmm. And so think about what percentage, you know, of your typical kind of marketing expense for some business actually gets just anybody in the door. What percentage of those folks actually come back anyways? Mm-hmm. So I mean in some ways I mean you know, instead of just just kind of comparing, you know, the you know, the cost of just bring one person in the door, compare the cost of marketing just in general, whether it's a TV or radio or whatever type of advertising versus what they're spending on one of these online sites. But but would you if you were a small business and I came to you and I said, let's spend fifteen thousand dollars on advertising you'd probably laugh at me. You'd say, I don't have $50,000 yeah, to small, spend. If you're a small business, sure. Yeah, yeah. But you're doing that. Think about, here's the math. If you decide you're going to do this and you sell a bunch of $10 vouchers for $20 worth of your product, if you sell 1,000 of those vouchers to, and through a company like Groupon, okay, then Groupon's going to get 50% of that $10,000, and that's at minimum. Mm-hmm. And you may get the other 50% or less. So you've now s- essentially spent or earned $5,000, but that's on $20,000 worth of sales. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that's a lot of money 
for I mean, a small business. I mean, they'd laugh at you if you just walked in the door and said, let's spend $15,000 on something. Yeah, I mean, I, I really have to wonder. Uh, and then also just the effect of Groupon on your business. I can't imagine how these companies could ever, any of the restaurants that are selling Groupons, how they could ever provide a good experience when they're dealing with the Groupon rush. Uh, I've, I've heard about there's this trough that happens. There, there are the people who go out, they look on Groupon, and they buy whatever Groupon it is that day, and then they use it that same day, right away. And then there's the rest of us that wait until within three days of when the Groupon expires, and and then we all rush to the business at the same time. So the restaurant is packed and out of control. I went to a restaurant once on a Groupon where it was the day that it expired, and the place was a madhouse with people waving their little Groupons in the air and being terrible customers. and the place was just slammed and ruined. You couldn't which, which restaurant? Oh, God, I'm trying to remember never... which one it was. Um... See, you can't even remember what it no, was. No, I don't see that. <laughs> exactly. That's the problem. It's exactly it's the sort point. of a I nameless even... place and service that you're just going to go rushing. I think it was La Sandia, but I, I don't quote me on that. I'm, I can't remember. I, but I've experienced it more than once, and I've, I've heard other people talk about it, too. They show up, and they get a bad experience because they're in there with the Groupon rush. So, I mean, it's, it's complicated. I mean, do you, the, so what, all right, I'm going to read very quickly from baddeal.com. He says, what, be, what has become apparent is the basic contradiction at heart of the daily deals industry on the internet. The consumers are being told you never have to pay full price again. The merchants are being told you're going to get new customers who will stick around and pay full price. I mean, disappointment is inevitable on both sides. Do you now? I have to ask, how many of you have you all bought Groupons before in the past? Or I've never, something? I've never bought a Groupon. No, really. Have I you bought, bought a Groupon any... about about one of the other one of the other. one of the other? We shall leave them nameless uh, coupons. Have, have Your you... engineer is raising his hand. I, no, bought, okay. I bought a Groupon. <laughs> okay, do it. Do actually it. expire, and I didn't. I spent like fifty bucks, and I didn't use it. Oh. Uh oh! <laughs> Ouch! You can you can get a refund on those. You you, you can go back. No, no. Uh, no. Here, I here. I've been lucky because I also push it right to the edge. Yeah. Uh, Here's a scary thought, Ron. Um, they have done some studies, and, and, and the guesstimate is, and I, my feeling is that we could get rid of the super committee trying to solve things in Washington, D.C., because it's estimated 20% of all group buying vouchers are never redeemed. Think about that. One in five, just like there, never get redeemed. That's billions and billions and so, of dollars. So spent. who gets who gets the money in that case? Because it went straight to Groupon. Does the does the business get a portion of that money that comes in? Probably they get a, a, a percentage of it. Yeah, and I, I imagine that Groupon that is sort of built into your business model, right? Like you have to imagine that a certain percentage of people aren't going to redeem their uh, their Groupons, and that sort of gets gets folded into your. Uh, to your profits. I mean, that's it's interesting that you you made the airline comparison because airlines do the exact same thing now, where they overbook flights because they just assume people aren't going to make it. That's that's so bizarre to me. So fine, I have one other point I'm going to put out there in support of Groupon, Groupon-like <laughs> site. I think okay, bring it. I think the three of us uh, writers here at this point all know other writers who now have written for one of these different kind of online coupon sites, right? That, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, Laura, yeah. Laura, Laura's a writer as well. She knows, she also. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, literally Groupon every single day puts out the same amount of copy as a 400-page novel, okay? Like, like every single day. You know, Groupon and similar sites might actually kind of help keep journalists afloat. 
for like a few <laughs> years that, that's longer. A, that's the stupidest thing I've ever no, heard. No, no. <laughs> like, like dumping the out coupon. empty marketing copy good. is somehow saving journalism. It is. It might... Good for writers, <laughs> bad for everyone else. Okay. <laughs> but uh, you know, I have to agree that, that for some people, if you find the right deal at the right time, it right now is good for consumers uh, depending on the deal. There are some good ones out there. I don't know that I would go to someone who wants to do some sort of Botox treatment or other medical procedure on me because I have to worry if they have to sell Groupons to get customers. Right. But, you know, the most popular things right now still are dining and spa treatments and massages and things like that. And I remember after the Boulder fires, uh, my business partner, Claire Walter, had soot all over the windows of her home in Boulder. She was right on the fringe. And there was a Groupon deal for a window washing company, and it was like 50 bucks for the whole house. And she went and bought the deal and, and had all the windows clean for 50 bucks. So, you know, to her, that was worth it. And if you can find one that works for you, why not? Yeah, yeah and I'd imagine even for business owners, if you are able to put out a Groupon and it actually just increases your volume so much so that you um, are able just to, to make a margin just on that sheer amount of volume, Mm -hmm. uh, then, then it'd be worth it for you too. I mean, I think that the thing with Groupon, it, I think it's evident that this is part of the general high tech IPO bubble that we've been seeing mm -hmm. going on Sure. and, uh, why it's been so downgraded uh, in terms of its stock price is people are coming to the realization that Groupon, while it is the biggest, it was kind of the first one out there, the, the cost of entry to actually get into the, this online couponing business is so low. Anybody with a website pretty much can, can uh, yeah, offer a this type of service. And a, and a telephone to call up businesses and sell them on the, on the coupons. Yeah, sure. and that's why probably uh, local uh, entities like the Denver Post or Westward, places where they already have ad sale teams on the ground, they already have relationships with a lot of business owners, small business owners. You know, for, for, for entities like that, it's sort of a natural fit. And so for Groupon to try to pull this, like, national model and still have to like deploy all these people on the ground it it's just not cost effective i don't know right. if it's sustainable yeah the hyper locals are probably going to be ones more likely to sustain some will come and some will go but just as you said the the ones that already have people on the ground who have relationships with businesses or can build a network like you know the mommy networks where these are stay-at-home moms who want to earn some extra money and they can go out to businesses they already patronize and work out deals with some sort of company. Uh, those are the ones where you know they're they're going to hang in there for a while. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what happens, and we'll see if it saves journalism uh, <laughs> or advertorial writing. All right, uh, let's moving right along. Let's let's talk about uh, let's put Groupon and Living Social and those sites aside for a moment, and see if we can get even cheaper than that. Uh, I want to talk about how how to get fed and have fun in Denver on ten dollars a day or less. And so, Laura, I'm going to let you take the lead on this. Laura writes for MileHighOnTheCheap.com. Full disclosure, she is one of my clients as a web design uh, company, uh, with my web design company, but I visit her site uh, compulsively uh, looking for stuff to do for free. So, And what's the site? MileHighOnTheCheap.com. Yeah, and it's, it's part of a big uh, national network of cities on the cheap. Uh, is a big national network of on the cheap sites. They they do listings of all the the inexpensive things going on in the city on any day. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, $10 a day or less. Well, I always like to say that the f- most important card in your wallet is not your driver's license or your credit card, but it's your library card. Mm. Number mm-hmm. one thing to have, because libraries these days can provide so many things that are, are free. Uh, internet service. Uh, these days you can get DVDs yeah, right, oh, I, ba- right out of the I, I absolutely love, 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 love the library. i constantly getting music and DVDs from the library. Yeah. You put them on hold, you wait, they send you an email saying, come pick up your movie now. It, it's not as fast as Netflix, but it sure does have the right price. Yeah. Well, and it's pretty close. They order, just like they order bestsellers, they order pre-order DVDs that the minute that they hit store shelves, they get them into the library. So you may yeah, be off they, by a day or two, but yeah, they have the new releases. If if you try and put it on hold, I have the experience. I've had have had the experience of being like number four hundred and eighty five <laughs> in a wait list for the new release. Uh, but you, yeah, they do. They do definitely have the new releases, and they do lots of free events too. Exactly, uh, concerts, performances, workshops, uh, mm-hmm. computer classes. Uh, uh, as we said, just basic internet access these days uh, can save you a bundle but the kind of some of the basic uh, computer classes that you would go even at a low-cost place that might cost you 50 or 100 dollars is free at a library they're just great and in Colorado the beauty is if you're a Colorado resident you don't just have to join one library because it's close to you because you're a resident you could have a hundred different library cards you can go to different districts and join and for example Jeffco libraries have a program that if you're a member of Jeffco library and you only have to go in once and get your library card uh, you can get up to four free admissions to uh, several dozen museums and attractions in the city just because you're a library member you can just go through and scroll through and whenever they have tickets like to the butterfly pavilion uh, or certain museums you just put your name in and your card number and boom, you get four free tickets. Wow. And if you're at the downtown Denver Central Library, you can also take a bath in the public <laughs> with all the other vagrants. Yes, you can. Yeah, I highly recommend going at least past the third floor. The first three floors of bathrooms It's are, a one-stop shop. It's I like, it's, check it's, out the it's new novels. Like a, it's like a Turkish go, bath in go there. S- <laughs> go scrub my back with toilet paper in the bathroom. Go check out a DVD. It's great. Well, yeah, it's a great place to stay warm too. But we're we're gonna we're probably not going to get into where to lodge for ten dollars a day or less. Uh, but I mean, there's couchsurfing.org. But uh, we're just gonna stick to food and entertainment for today. Well, don't forget also uh, another one, and, and you can find them in in Westward and on Mile High on the Cheap and the Denver Post and other places. Is movie previews. I mean, if you're a real movie fan, Denver's a great city. We get previews of all the movies and they have these different it's different for each movie but there's either text to win or you can get a code and go on site the best thing to do of course is that like the airlines they overbook the seats so if you have a movie you really want to see and you nab a a preview pass get online a couple hours early so they don't shut the doors on you but it's free and then I noticed that uh, the tattered cover does a free film series once a month mm-hmm. at, at um, uh, and they do that at the Denver Film Center on Colfax and that's free every Sunday and you can uh, they do all sorts of sort of classic films and discuss them so 
So we actually, we initially, we discussed trying to do this Denver on $5 a day and we jumped, we bumped it up to 10 because we were worried that was going to be too, too small a dollar amount. And we haven't spent any money yet. (laughs) Yeah. We don't have any food yet. So we're kind of starving to death. We're Uh, stuck movies. (laughs) All right. We we can eat books. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, you know, my favorite way to save money on, on low cost food, of course, is to join these e-clubs, uh, the small chains, the large chains, even independents in town, have some sort of loyalty program. So mm-hmm. if you're a fan of Kidoba, uh, you can get a card, and they swipe it every time you go through, and you get a certain number of points, like 100 points for every entree you buy. You hit 1,000 points, and that next entree is free. That's, that's like $10 back in your pocket. Right. And all sorts of places do that. Yeah, I, you have to endure a lot of email uh, to get some of the deals, but I, I definitely I get free stuff from Noodles and Company and Rubio's and a, a couple of different places around town, uh, restaurants around town, just because I'm signed up on their email list. They, they send me free food every time it's my birthday or every time they launch a new product and they want people to come out and try it. So, yeah, I'm my wife and I hunt for these deals all the time. I have a friend who is... I, I don't understand the guy. He like goes to Paris for free. He's insane. And so I know it's possible. Um, and well, so what do you become you like guys, a Rubio's member and you no, get a card? No, you just or, sign up for their email and newsletter and, and they e- send you an email periodically. It's you're on their email newsletter and then occasionally they'll send you a coupon for something free. And then you like print it out and take it there. Print it out and yeah. take it there and get your free stuff. Yeah. You guys are missing a really, a really good example though of a free food. It's the free samples lunch at uh, local Whole Foods. Oh yeah, free you samples literally at local get an Whole Foods. entire lunch. I actually <laughs> yes, went one time do. and got an entire lunch of free samples. It, it, the amazing thing is, as it, you know, as I quickly found out, there is this kind of whole like subpopulation of scavengers <laughs> in there. Like I'm raising my like, hand. Yeah, like 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 who like quickly like track me down and start giving me like tips on like how to best like scavenge free samples. Like you know, I was hanging out by the soup, by the big soup, um, like ladles and containers, and there weren't any little mini. Cup. Like the, bowls, the little tiny cup, the sample Somebody cups. came over and tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Look, if you go over to the coffee area, they have a little mini kind of sample cups for coffee. Get one of the get one of the coffee cups and come back over here." <laughs> and it was like I don't know, it was like it was like the hobbits were like living in like Whole Foods <laughs> and like we found a new member, bring him into the fold. It was really cute. So uh, I knew I thought I saw you at, at Costco and Sam's yeah. Club uh, yeah. on the weekends. Sneaking yeah. around. Co- the shop. You, Costco on a Saturday. Saturday. Oh my Ooh. goodness. Yeah, you can make yourself really, really full. Eat your way through the store. Okay. Um, any any other like super great deals? I'm personally lamenting the death of the Friday happy hour buffet in denver a couple years back used to, there used to be a free all-you-can-eat buffet of food during happy hours at lots of different bars around town gibby's and uh, milo's tavern those places used to give away free food williams uh mccormick and schmidt they all used to have these buffets and they're gone now so denver if you're listening please bring back the friday happy hour buffet because i am one of those hobbits that joel is talking about and i want my food for free Okay, uh, we got to move along. Uh, let's talk about uh, favorite Black Friday Denver destinations or traditions. Uh, I'll just go around the table. I'll, st- I'll start with you, Jared. Do you do you have a favorite Black Friday tradition? Uh, no. I usually try to stay home and not go out at all. Mm-hmm. But one thing I do like checking out is the city of Denver will do uh, 
auctions of surplus items occasionally. And uh, that's what I'm going to be checking on this Black Friday. I'm going to go on to the, to the City of Denver's website. It's at uh, Sure Success Auctions is their auctioneer. Sure Success Auctions. Sure Success. And they have one coming up for the uh, bicycle impound. So all the bikes oh, yeah. that the Denver Police Department impounds, they keep them for a while, then they auction those off. And then they also do their warehouse surplus auction where you get all of, you know, old office chairs. You can check those out. Or all the crap that gets left at DIA, like old laptops and recording devices and Small children. Small children. They all get auctioned off. So we'll we'll drop a link on there because it's it's, uh, pretty phony. Go check it out. Oh, interesting. All right. How about you? I don't really have a Black Friday tradition. I guess I try to catch up on some long-form reading and actually – Last night before this, I was reading. I was rereading a really good long-form story last year from the New Yorker, which was actually all about Black Fridays and the dynamics of kind of crowd crushes and like what causes these horrific kind of crowd disasters. Uh, places like Walmart, when they have these Black Friday sales, it's actually fascinating. These kind of how f- how quickly it can kind of spiral out of control and the physics of it. So, so I, so I think we should put a link to that on our yeah. On our we'll blog we'll put there. a link up for that. How about you, Laura? Well, we actually do have a tradition in my family. My mom and I uh, go out to the Arvada Center uh, because they hold their annual holiday uh, craft fair after the uh, on the Friday and Saturday right after Thanksgiving. And tickets are seven dollars, but if you buy them in advance right now over the internet, you get two bucks off. So it's five dollars for each of us. And I figure the money goes to a good group, which is the Arvada Center for Arts and Humanities. And at the same time, we get to buy local where you usually get uh, nice prices because there's no middleman with the local artists and craftsmen who are uh, juried to be in that uh, show out there. So we, we do that. And then by the afternoon, all the crowds have pretty much dissipated from the stores. And then we, we kind of will make our way through a couple of places to, to pick up any items we're interested in. But this year, I don't even know if there's going to be very much of a Black Friday because it's almost going to be Black Thursday with yeah. everybody opening at midnight, if not earlier, on Thursday. Even Flatirons Mall is going to open uh, at midnight on, on at Thursday midnight night. on Thursday. Okay, so there you go. You don't have to get up extra early. You can just go extra late. Yeah. Um, my, my tradition, this is like the one day of the year where I might actually watch football. Um, because I'll be around family members who care, and so I, I patronize them and, and stare at the screen and go, yay, for whatever team looks like they're winning. Um, all right, uh, we need to move on to love and hate. We're going to wrap up here. Uh, let's uh, let's just go back around the table. We're going to go back reverse direction. Laura, do you have a love and hate for us? Uh, yes. I hate radio stations who already have started to play holiday music 24-7. Uh, yes, seconded. Uh, yes, 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 yes. I could, I've I've made a deal with my wife that okay, we can. I will listen to holiday. I will listen to the Christmas music nonstop as much as you want, but not until Black Friday. So, I'm I'm with you there, Joel. I have a hate this week. I have to say I love the Web Awards this year on Wednesday at Castleman's. Even though we didn't win, uh, South Stands won Best Podcast, and they have to say they they quite deserve it. But I have to say I hate. The fact that when I was leaving Castleman's, I went up to the bar and asked for a glass of water, right? Yes. The bartender says, oh, we don't serve water. You can, you can buy a $3 bottle of water, but we won't give you a cup of water. 
Which I mean, isn't there like laws against that? Like, don't you have to serve water for like designated? I think drivers? I think you're supposed to serve water or even soft drinks to designated yeah. drivers if they request it. So it's not, I a, tweet, it's not a law though, but it's pretty ridiculous. It might be oh, it's poli- a, good policy, a, a cultural norm. <laughs> <laughs> so I tweeted about it and got up on the web awards uh, screen. <laughs> I, sh- I showed Castleman's. <laughs> All Jared. Okay, so I have I have a secret. Since we're talking about shopping Woo-hoo. and finding deals, I'm going to admit that I love going to pawn shops. I don't know what it is. It's, I started doing it a few years ago um, where when I have sort of a free moment and I'm driving down Colfax or something like that, I'll go out and I'll pop into a pawn shop and just check out all the stuff that's there. I don't really like going to malls. I don't like doing anything. But pawn shops are my place. My favorite place is the Easy Pawn on Colfax and Sheridan. There's you always just like a new selection. I've bought a few things there, right. but mostly I just kind of look. There's always like, you're, oh, this this circular saw. That's it's a like great an deal. anthropological dig and, of the desperate. You can find, <laughs> yeah, and you can find, uh, you know, really great it. like cameras and all kinds of like weird swords that some geek had to pawn. Um, and so, yeah, check check them out. Pawn shop. Cool. Uh, my my love uh, is is for the the two other podcasts that were really in the running against us. South stands Denver, who won, and uh, the First World Privilege Hour podcast. Uh, we met those guys at the Web Awards party, and they were, they were all very cool. We're going to have them on the show sometime soon. All right, well, that's about all the love and hate we have for this week. Uh, if you have something to say about today's topics or would like to share a little of our uh, your own love and hate, please leave us a brief message at 720-282-YELL. That's 720-282-9355. Each week, we'll pick our favorite message and play it on the show. Uh, again, if you want to find out more about Laura Daly or Mile High on the Cheap, visit milehighonthecheap.com. Our theme music is by the band Houses off their summer EP. You can subscribe to the Denver Diatribe podcast on iTunes and Google Listen. Say hello to us on Facebook or Twitter. For more information, check out our website, denverdiatribe.com. I'm Ron Doyle. On behalf of my co-hosts, Joel and Jared, and our guest, Laura Daly, thanks for listening. That's why I'm saying